Hi there, and welcome to our podcast, That's a Terrible Idea, When Do We Start? I'm Jen Panatoni, and I'll be joined by Tanya Weaver, Executive Director of the American Foundation for Children with AIDS. On this podcast, we're going to talk about how taking risks can lead to amazing growth for ourselves and others. We'll be telling lots of stories about the experiences that have led to the building of this charity and the work that's being done all because of the audacity of those that have put what they know aside in order to step into the unknown and realize their potential to create change in the world. Right off the bat, we're starting with another potentially terrible idea, this podcast. We have no idea what we're doing, and so we hope that you'll join us on this learning journey. Grab a cup of tea or whatever you like to drink, sit back and listen to Tanya and I figure out what the heck we're doing, and hopefully leave here having a couple of laughs and maybe a bit of inspiration to make some changes in the world on your own. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Tanya. Are you calling me from the gray beyond? (laughs) I am. I am. I just didn't know what we were doing. If I'm doing this on the phone, if we were first going to connect on our laptops like we did before or what. So now that I know, I am putting you on my headphones. So we're not going to do the video thing? No. I Okay. Well, I'm trying it without it today. Let's see if this works. (laughs) All right. No problem. All right. Awesome. Um, I am, I made myself a lunch and it is, uh, it, it's a taste you have to get used to. It is. What did you make? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm trying to work on my, um, my Zimbabwe beach body. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Did I just laugh out loud? What? <laughs> not, no, not, not really. Luckily we're going to Zimbabwe this, this there winter. There is no beach. There's no beach. <laughs> no, we're just uh, Dan and I are trying to cut back um, after the holidays, sugar debauchery. You know, yeah. our diets during the winter was like cookies for breakfast, cookies for lunch, <laughs> dinner, and I don't think that's how things are supposed to work. No, no, not usually. So, what are you? Ma- what did you make that is tasting so? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cut back on sugar and I'm, I'm, I'm made this smoothie that's oh. like, it's vanilla protein powder, chia seeds, spinach, almond milk. And, uh, yeah, it tastes like, um, a vanilla guacamole that I'm drinking. Oh, oh. I, I know <laughs> I yeah. can't do that. Right. We'll see how long this works. What but, happened with soup? Well, soup, soup is always still, good. Yeah, yeah. Soup is still still really good. I, I eat a lot of soup and I eat a lot of vegetables. It's just, this is more like only if I just don't, I don't have a ton of time to sit and it's like very satiating, but it, uh-huh. and it keeps me full. So I'm, I'm not complaining, but you know, it could taste better. <laughs> so like, they made it sound like this was the, the, that everybody was loving this green smoothie, but I, I've got some things to say about it. <laughs> You're like, not me, not so much. Yeah. No. I've never jumped onto the smoothie bandwagon myself. I get hungry mm-hmm. five minutes after drinking one. Eric can have a smoothie for breakfast and carry on forever. Me. I'm like, okay, it is now seven 30. I must eat two eggs and a lot of other food because I just had a smoothie. Yeah, yeah, this one is the reason why it's different. Makes you really full is because there's no 
sugar in it and it's all protein pretty much. So it makes you really full, but, but you got to get past the taste first and you should enjoy food. (laughs) You should enjoy food. And I will. And I do, I do a lot of food, but that's good. Speaking of my Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe beach body, which I won't need because there's no beach and Zimbabwe is landlocked. And it's going to be winter. Yeah. It's going to be winter there. Right. So it's like 40s, what we're going to expect. Right. Ah, no, 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 no. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be like a fall day in the States. So in the morning you'll be wearing a sweatshirt and in the evening you'll be wearing a sweatshirt, possibly a hat, a little beanie, um, sweatpants. But then during the day you'll be in a t-shirt. Oh, that sounds perfect. It's perfect. It's like a fall day. The Africans, on the other hand, will be bundled up like they are in Chicago. But no, it's a perfect fall day. It's gone from a, a dream to mm-hmm. a reality. And uh-huh. and I will be headed to Zimbabwe in June with your family, yep. right? Yep. Your whole fam's gone, right? Yeah, the whole fam. So uh, we, I will meet you guys there, but and I'll meet Eric and my kids there, and then some other folks are coming along. Yeah, it'll be fun. And um, we set a big fat goal up uh, of trying to raise enough money for a greenhouse for AFCA. Would be super amazing if we could accomplish that goal. Yeah, uh, you guys went way beyond fundraising for your trip. You guys went straight from fundraising for your trip to let's build a greenhouse, which I think is fantastic. But yeah, you, you've gone and done it. I think it's fabulous. I think you'll reach your goal. I always feel like, you know, just, just go for it and I agree. see how far we can go. But that's not what, not everybody who participates in our vacation with a purpose program needs to do that. Like most people, what they do is they fundraise for the programmatic part of it, like everything that happens in country, and then they normally pay for their own ticket. So some people, and then when people give straight donations to AFCA and it comes to the office, but on your behalf, then that gets put against your in-country costs and the money that we're going to use to put into the programs. So normally people do it that way. Um, and then there's those like you who say, let's go for it. And let's also build a greenhouse, (laughs) which I think is so cool. So yeah, different people do different things. Yeah. I mean, people are actually like, they do ask me like, what, what's this costing you to go to Africa? And they're pretty shocked to know that it really is not that expensive. The vacation with a purpose program, when you sign up, like what, what's anticipated, um, for in-country costs, considering what a trip to Africa on vacation would typically cost an individual. Oh, yeah. If people went on a safari, yeah. um, like a straight on safari, they can pay $20,000. No problem. Right. Straight down. And then if they go on a shooting safari, they will pay even more than that. Kind of do the middle ground, probably less than the middle ground. Um, try to keep it affordable. But make sure that people are getting good food and a good place to stay and that transportation is safe and good and that we have all the costs for our in-country. If we say that we're going to build a house while we're there, part of what you pay for and I pay for and all the other volunteers pay for is that house so that our partners are actually getting a gift and not just labor. So, yeah. And that initiative comes out of the cost of the Vacation with a Purpose program? 
it comes out of yeah what each and all of us fundraise yep wow yeah so part of what you let's say different countries cost different amounts to go to of course because of in-country costs but to go to zimbabwe this year as a person on vacation with a purpose it's going to cost 2350 and out of that each person is paying part for whatever projects we're working on yeah i mean that's incredible if you're talking about like a, the typical range to go on a safari to africa would be around what did 10, you say like 10 20 10, depending on 10, what you're doing 20000 dollars and and then this is 2000 would you say 2400 2350 yeah, I mean, that's crazy. And a chunk of that is going toward building something really great for somebody there. Yep. And another and, chunk of it is going to help our the organization do other projects. Yeah. No, and, we've really tried. And... <laughs> And it's so important because then that's like, it's like built in marketing for AFCA because I go, I have fun. I tell my friends, they go, they have fun. They tell their friends. And it's like, it's such a, I mean, there's so many different wins from every angle that you look at it. Yeah. And it's absolutely. Just so exciting. And it's not like, so you get a, there's a week of, you know, working and you kind of choose your own adventure, right? Mm, what do you mean? I mean, like when you get there, um, do you set up exactly what those people have to do for the week? Or is it like, you know, um, is there different kinds of opportunities? So say, you know, so Charlie and I are going and you know that I like doing creative stuff and Charlie maybe is better at digging or playing <laughs> soccer or something like that. Or you're like holding babies or playing um, hide and seek with kids like people don't have to worry about their, you know, preteen maybe participating in every single thing uh, that you are, right? There could be contributing in different ways, perhaps? Well, first of all, because we are one of the few organizations that takes kids, I think that it's really, really, really important that they actually be kids. I would say up to 14 or 15 years old, eh, you know, give or take. They work with us in the morning with whatever we're doing. Like my daughter, Julia, will likely want to go and hang out with little kids at a school that she normally volunteers at. Or she actually loves digging and she's built some really pretty impressive um, chicken coops. So she'll probably want to do that, let's say. But you yeah. know what? She can do that in the morning. And then if she and other kids decide, you know what, we want to go and hit the soccer ball with all the neighborhood kids and actually have fun that way, by all means, like be a kid. That's part of why you're there is to build relationships and to have fun and to learn that all kids are the same around the world. So we're pretty lax with the kids. Like I do want them to understand the power of working together with the community and you know, doing that kind of thing. But also I want them to understand the power of play with others. We, we're really um, flexible with them. And then with the adults, what happens is if we do have people that have specific skills, like my husband's a builder and a friend, Bob, who's going to be joining us, you'll meet him, is a plumber. So we will have a list of projects for them to do. Like if they want to go do something else, they're welcome to. But Honestly, we will have a list of things for them to do because they are so specialized. And then if you say, hey, I want to learn plumbing, 
will say, okay, go and help Bob. You know, no big deal. But if you say, I'd rather do art with the kids, we'll put you to do art. So it depends on the location and if art is available at that place. But normally, if there is something available to be done, and that's what our partner has requested of us, then yes, we would say, by all means, Jen, go do art or teach sewing or do whatever it is that you do so well. Yeah. We try to hook you up with what you want to do, what makes your heart happy and what will help the community. Also um, means that we could cater to different abilities too. Correct. Um, so, because we have people that go on these vacations with a purpose, there's all kinds of folks that have joined AFCA on these adventures of various ages and abilities. Yep. Um, I had a really cool connection between this woman who does educational things here in the States. And mm-hmm. she connected so well with one of the homes that we serve with in Zimbabwe. And they were able to, um, later, when she got back, she was able to send early learning um, things for the kids at the orphanage because she understood their needs and she knew what they could use. And that was cool. Um, and then there's this other lady who is an accountant, like she's a CPA. Um, mm-hmm. And so she was super happy doing anything, like just a big smile on her face the whole time. And she had a great time, but she also connected with the accountant, the bookkeeper at one of our programs and ended up mentoring her like for another year online, um, teaching her how to do things better, teaching her how to set up better programs in her computer. So that was super cool. And then there's another gal who, um, golly, she's, another one of those bright ones. And she helped me do monthly trainings with our program in Kenya to do um, management of a community garden and a sisal project. And she helped set up, you know, um, reporting systems and monitoring and making sure that these folks are going towards sustainability. So it's really cool how people find their niche and then some of them carry on later, you know, even when they're back in their home country. Cause that one gal is in Australia and she would do these meetings from Australia, me here and the guy in Kenya, try to figure that time zone out. Um, but she'd do it. That was cool. I never even thought about the post relationships, like post travel that I might continue to nurture after meeting folks mm-hmm. over there, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool that I might have these lifelong friends and connections in Zimbabwe. Yeah, and people go back. Some people go back year after year. This is not Bob's first rodeo. He's been to Zimbabwe at least four times, and he loves it, and he's got great friendships, and everybody loves Bob. In fact, they're like, so Bob's coming next year, right, Tanya? I'm like, um, I'll try. <laughs> That's so awesome. They're awesome. And the gal in Australia, she also got her company involved, and all these volunteers in Australia that I've never met – got together and they recorded lessons that then Kathy was able to put on a flash drive, which I took over to Zimbabwe. And now kids are able to have these lessons offline using donated laptops we took, and they can learn things hearing English and other accents. So they did math and science and geography and music, all these different lessons that the teachers are able to use with the kids. Super cool. Wow, that's just, that's incredible. 
that makes me all the more excited to be able to share this with my son. And I think that this is just going to be something that opens his eyes to so much. And you've been taking um, Aiden and Juju to Zimbabwe and to some of the other parts of the program for basically their whole lives, right? Yeah, Aiden started traveling attached to me when he was five months old. And Julia was literally attached to me at my my body with a little sling. And then Julia was almost four. Um, and they haven't stopped. She's now 16 and he is 12 and they haven't stopped. Um, every summer they spend there and they've been building houses, holding babies, cleaning, planting, harvesting, uh everything i mean they they do helping with goats and keeping inventories and helping with sewing projects aiden knows how to make pad kits and you know like it's it's the biggest gift you can ever give your kids show them the world give them the world yeah and i mean aiden a 12 year old he is probably he knows so many more things about you know you said he's sewing pad kits so he understands um the issue with uh menstruation keeping uh girls from continuing education these are all really big huge issues in the world that he is learning about at such a much younger age and and understanding the dynamics of it all it's just like really cool yeah Um, his cousins it's so funny they're always like aiden you're gonna be the best boyfriend one day because oh, like, you're, like you're you you are just open about things and you don't you're not sitting here saying that any girl is less than a boy you are just going to be the best boyfriend ever <laughs> as yeah, he gives them I all chocolate he's like uh you girls need a little chocolate i think <laughs> he does he's made pad kids for all of juju's friends and they adore him like he, when that he was nine and it had Advil, it had some pads, it had chocolate. It had oh my gosh. Yes. And they all ask him for them. They're like, hey, Aiden, do you have any kits? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going broke meanwhile because they all want chocolate and stuff. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. I love that chocolate comes with the pad kit. That's perfect. Oh yeah. Yeah, so the ones that we actually sew they're for the girls in Africa. And so the, yeah. and you know, people have made them for girls all around the world. So they are actually a, a, such a sweet little gift for them. It's, it has underwear and soap and a washcloth and um, pads and liners, and it's all biodegradable. Um, so that, and then it all comes in this little bag that is also cloth so that the, nobody can see what they're carrying around. They're not embarrassed when they wash it and hang it up. It doesn't look like a pad um, and they're reusable. But what Aiden does in country here for Juju's friends is really not at all like that. It's just um, these little kits that he makes with, as I say, chocolate and actual pads and, and Advil. Advil. <laughs> And a pat on the back, and he's like, no, you know, you don't need to feel bad. So here's this to make you feel better. 
Oh my gosh. Your children have amazing empathy. Um, You know, when I met Aiden for the first time and after I got over his beautiful, you know, batty eyelashes, because he's such a little charmer. He asked, he's like, you know, he started calling me Auntie Jen right away. And he's like, Auntie Jen, you, you, you need a massage? I'm like, sure. So he's just, yeah, no kidding. You are so, the pal. <laughs> he is a pal. But like, there's so much in, there's so much more in tune with other people's needs, you know, mm. it seems that you would typically see in children. Do you think that they got, that empathy from their upbringing and being parts of these programs? I would imagine so. Um, That's kind of what we do, you know, like as an organization, it's like what you do, you see a need and it's like full-time jobs. (laughs) You know, there's somebody that's hurting. What can we do? When my, when my kids were little, we'd be driving around and one of them would be like, "Uh, we need to stop and help that person. And I'd be like, okay. And so we'd stop or they'd come home from school with no jacket. And I'd be like, where's the jacket I just bought you? Oh, well, somebody else was cold. So, um, yeah, they they just kind of they're quite empathetic. They're cool kids. So I'm excited to meet Charlie in a in a different country, though, because I met him. Gosh, how old was he? Seven? Mm -hmm. Maybe when you came to Chicago. Yeah, he was was six or seven. And um I haven't seen him since then. He's double my height. Oh, yeah. He's easily twice as tall as you. (laughs) Easy. So it's going to be super fun to see him and to have him meet Aiden because Aiden is only my height. So it's going to be hilarious. Um, And let Aiden show him his little world. And I think Charlie will like it because it sounds like he's an outdoor guy that likes babies. So they're going to get along great. He is. He's an outdoor, he's an outdoorsman who actually likes solitude in the outdoors. Like if we take him somewhere where it's too crowded, he's like, these trails are too crowded. There's too many people here. So I feel like getting him off the path is going to be really great. And because I'm taking him by himself, I won't have the worry of having the two younger kids trying to emulate everything that he's doing that they're maybe not ready for and giving him some more wide open space to be himself, to discover himself more. And um, he just, he has a real true interest in a lot of the world's uh, issues. Um, When he talks, when we talk about poverty, he just doesn't connect the dots. Like why he's like, why doesn't the U S just dump a bunch of money over here or why doesn't you know like why doesn't everybody just you know why can't everybody just give homeless people a job you know like why right he just kind of oversimplifies things i'm like there's a lot more that you don't understand yet but i think by going and doing and seeing he will understand what sustainability means and how you have to kind of go work yourself up the or downstream to figure out what the real issue is to solve first, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he'll hear a lot of conversations. And I think that's the biggest thing about kids is that we don't think that they are listening as much as they are. So he's going to be surrounded by people that are going to be talking about this stuff and that are wanting to find solutions and that are now acting on those wants instead of just saying, Oh, well, somebody should do this. We're going to be like, 
And that somebody is us. And Charlie, so are you. So grab a pickaxe or grab the paintbrush or grab whatever and let's do it. And I think that that's what's important. Yes. Do you yeah. think that, so I'm sure a lot of people would think that taking your 12 year old to Zimbabwe by yourself is a terrible idea. But I think that there's so many gifts that we're going to get from this trip that far outweigh any concerns about traveling during a pandemic or traveling alone together. We have a support system. We have, you know, AFCA, we have people who have been going to these programs for over what's 12, 13, how many years now? 14 now. 14 years of experience and the support structure that is in place in country in Zimbabwe, where you have these long-term partners. Can you tell me some of the partners names, like some of the people that help really facilitate uh, the the Zimbabwe vacation with a purpose on that side? So on that side, you're going to meet Sally Green. And so she runs Providence Farm where we have our goat multiplication center. So you'll meet her because uh, we'll donate a day or two there. Then you will meet Debbie Brennix. She heads up the Sandra Jones Center, which is a fabulous uh, home for girls and their babies. And so you will meet her and her team. And you will maybe meet Jenny Hensman, who heads up Harvest Family Village, another fabulous small orphanage um, with beautiful children. So... I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I don't know if you're going to be at family harvest or Sandra Jones, but those are partners that you will meet. Um, there's Henry Mpofu who also works with um, Jenny and there's all these local teams that are there. Um, so it's going to be super cool. It'll be fun. Now are those people, they're not employed by AFCA though. Correct? No, no, no. Oh, I forgot. You're also going to meet uh, Gary and Die. They head up Morning Star in the Matopolis area. Um, no, none of them are employed by us. The only employees that we have in Zimbabwe are some shepherds that help with our goat multiplication program and that are also working with um, beneficiary families that have received goats from us. So those are the paid employees. The rest are actually partners, like true partnerships where they ask for help and we said, okay, we'll come alongside you, uh, but let's dream about what help do you need. Came up with a program together and then we help them implement it and fund it. So, yeah. And those shepherds are at, you said, that's at the Sally Green Um, location? We have, yeah, two there, and then there's two at Morningstar. Got it. And that's mm-hmm. one of that's one of the newest initiatives is we have this beautiful goat program, but now we also need to support the shepherds that care for these goats, correct? And so we're looking to fund uh, a nice housing space for these full-time shepherds because they're they're there like all day all night correct they are and guess what it's funded no i haven't even heard about this yet (laughs) like literally it's funded as of this week incredible this week yeah it's done we're gonna be built as soon as it stops raining over there they'll start building 
So that's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're going to have a little duplex um, for each of the shepherds so that they can have their families that are living on site. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we have to take care of the people that help take care of these kids. And that's how it grows kind of. But with all, like our mission is to help provide livelihoods for children and family members that are infected and affected by HIV AIDS. And we also need to support those people that support our programs to make it sustainable. So that's why we need to make sure that our shepherds are taken care of as well. Sure. It does not make sense to me at all to help others and not help our own. So yeah. We have we staff. can't keep doing the work without with with a broken system. So everybody needs to be supported along the way, so we can exactly. keep on keep on supporting these programs and making sure that they run exactly. Well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. Oh my goodness, I can't wait <laughs> to play with some of those goats, and that's going to be a good time. I know, Julia. You will find her in the goat pen with all the babies especially when there's like twins and they're just bouncing around because goats bounce. They, they do. So it's cute. weird. They, they it's do. Like they, they jump. Hover, right. They Sometimes are they look so like they cute. Ha- they don't have their feet. None of their feet are on the ground. They like right. hover. Right. They hop. <laughs> they just hop. They are so adorable. So yes, you guys will get to see them. They're so cute. Oh, and we're also doing some sort of, um, well, there's a secret project that I can't tell you about actually online. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. But I, we have a B project. We have a whole bunch of stuff that we'll see where, where we all fit in. But it'll be good. Now, and all of this that you're talking about, that's just in Zimbabwe. And AFCA takes people who are interested in participating in these programs to Zimbabwe and Kenya, anywhere and else. We, and, and the Congo. But the Congo is not open to no. anybody. Because it's that just, is, we handpick our people for that team. But for people who want to go, um, you know, on a great vacation with a purpose, it's Zimbabwe and Kenya at this point. We used to take to Uganda, but I need some team leaders to get back to that. But right now we're in, in Kenya and Zimbabwe. Got it. And we still have a lot of spots open, right? Yeah, in particular in the July team. So July 9, uh, 10 through 24. Right. That's where and we have a lot of spots. How many spots are typically on a team? Oh, it just it depends. Usually we have twelve, but we have taken as many as thirty. Um, on one yeah. team. Yeah, but I had multiple team leaders, leaders. for that. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I would say twelve to fifteen is a really good number. I will be able to speak more to this program, and I know that we have tons of interviews that we've done with folks that have participated in these Vacation with a Purpose program that, you know, we can also share with people. But uh, if people are looking to go on an adventure like this, they should reach out to us right away because we're filling up these spots. What would be the process, Tanya? Can you just quickly run through the process? Yeah, uh, yeah. The, if some, the initial sign up, yeah. Yeah, if somebody is interested, so I have to clarify, just because you're interested does not mean you're going to be invited on a team. 
So we right. do an interview, um, but what your first step would be would be to either write me at tweaver at afcaids.org or go online and fill out an application. It's um, on the homepage, you'll find a tab that says adventures and then under there it's vacation with a purpose. And so you would go to the correct team and you would um, fill out the application. We will give you a call at that point and we'll make a small interview to make sure it's a good fit. We just wanna make sure that you are not thinking that either you're gonna be sleeping in a hut somewhere in the middle of nowhere or that you're going to Club Med. So we kinda wanna, and we will send you information as the months get closer to our trip so you know what to shop, what to shop for, what to pack, how to prepare, what kind of electricity is available or not. Um, all the stuff, all the details, we send them to you. And then we will have a Zoom call for those who are far away or an in-person uh, meeting for those who are close by. And we'll answer as many questions as people have because I, I want everybody to be super comfortable with the trip. Well, I thought this was great. And I loved hearing more about AFCA's program, uh, Vacation with a Purpose. Again, if, if anybody listening is interested in participating in an extraordinary vacation that uh, serves uh, a higher meaning and uh, is able to give back, uh, Vacation with a Purpose is a great way to do that. And you can learn more on our website, www afcades.org you can reach out to tanya or i with any questions i guess you have anything else you could leave with people um just do it come on let's go do it don't yeah. think about it too hard just do it <laughs> don't get stuck in thinking about stuff right that's what this podcast <laughs> exactly. is exactly well that's this week's episode of that's a terrible idea when do we start we hope that you enjoyed listening to us as much as we enjoy hitting record. Please make sure that you like and subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your pods, and a review would absolutely make our day. Share this pod with your friends and family and spread hope with us. You can learn more about AFCA's work, donate, volunteer, or go on a transformative journey of your own at www.afcades.org. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode and thanks for listening.